Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we yell our questionable expertise into the yawning void of the internet. I'm Matt Heron. I'm the calmest I've ever been in my life. I'm Jeff. Whoa. I'm Louisa Heron, and I always raise my arms up before I say my name to make sure I get full lung capacity. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, You're projecting smart. from the diaphragm. Maybe. The diaphragm. I don't know how to do that. Jeff, why are you so calm? Are you meditating right now? Uh, no, I brought my cat with me to my parents' house, and he is currently asleep on my feet as I'm recording. Now, this charming. isn't the first time this has happened. What's special about this time that makes it so much more calming? Uh, I think because we are in this house that has not been his usual home for a while, he's feeling uh, especially, like, needing... Uh, attention so he's like mm. being a lot more affectionate than he would be if i was at my regular home i see so mm. y you like to be needed by this cat mm, yes but not like in the way where they uh alternate oh, sticking their claws out so cute though <laughs> i love those videos <laughs> i'm fine with him doing that after i have trimmed his claws uh, his claws are always out. In every photo I see of Gideon, his claws are out for some reason. He just has long ones because I always forget to trim them, and I lose the little uh, clipper that is good for them. And mm -hmm. like father, like son, you know? Yep. I also don't trim my claws because I need <laughs> to be prepared to do wet work for the X-Men at any time. Yep, it's true. He's the best at what he does, but what he does isn't very nice. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was trying to steer... I was trying to steer towards a joke about Munchausen by proxy, but I think that this is a better direction that we ended up going. Okay, cool. Yeah, we rarely talk about the X-Men. It's usually Batman. It's true. <laughs> I mean, the X-Men are, like, all, a joke already. Mm. <laughs> like, all right, real quick. In the Baron Munchausen movie, that angel of death uh, skeleton is the scariest thing ever for a child to see. Agreed? Yes, that's true. I thought you were going to say, is the Baron Munchausen novel and stories just the X-Men for the 1800s? Hmm, considering it's all made up. Yes. Well, and there's a guy <laughs> with super hearing, and a guy who can, like, shoot for a, a billion miles, and a guy with literal super speed. <laughs> yes. Sure. Why not? It definitely is. It's definitely... Doesn't he, he rides half a horse around at one point? Yeah. <laughs> the League of Imaginary Gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen um, the trailer for that new Disney movie that's coming out? You're going to have to be way more specific than that, <laughs> my dude. Uh, it's a like South American uh, thing. Oh, yeah. God, what is it? I... It's just the character's name. I just can't remember the character's name. I don't either. I read the headline. No, it's Encanto is the name. Encanto, right. Which is not a character's name, I don't think. But uh, I read the headline, Lin-Manuel Miranda does the music for blah, blah, blah. I stopped uh. listening. What fucking? You can't find a musician from Colombia because it's specifically set in Colombia. I read further yeah. in the article. Well, I mean, he also uh, wrote In the Heights, which is about Dominican immigrants in a neighborhood next to the one he grew up in. So, he, you know, par for the also, course for him. He also wrote the music for Moana about Hawaii, even though he's not from there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you're right, you're right, but I kind of, hmm, this is probably wrong of me, but I kind of assume Moana is in the weird fantasy fairy tale universe where things aren't real. I know it's supposed to be Polynesia, but not specifically anywhere yeah. in Polynesia, you know? He also co-wrote that with other, I think, actually Polynesian musicians. Like, he, okay. he, he worked on it with other people, whereas he's like the sole credited composer for this Colombian X-Men movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, the premise, I tell you, the premise I of this... To watch... oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Did I tell you I tried to watch the Nevers, that Victorian oh. X-Men TV series, and I couldn't get through the first ten minutes because it was so bad? Did I? Oh, no. I don't remember if I watched the second episode of that, but I did watch the first, and it wasn't good. I could not believe how quickly they got to two tiny women and corsets fighting with umbrellas. I was like, y'all, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? After he got so viciously cancelled, uh, Joss Whedon just felt absolutely no need to hold back his horniest, uh, most terrible instincts. Yeah, but other yeah. people had to be involved in it. <laughs> like, I know you're an actress so you're trying to make your career or whatever, but when Joss Whedon's like, yeah, put on this corset and pick up this steampunk umbrella. You gotta be like, are you jerking off to this right now? <laughs> Stop it! Uh, yeah, I... The the weirdest thing for that to me that was... There was, for the second time in Joss Whedon's writing career, a very specific weird thing, which is a teenage girl who was like, who's like 30 feet tall... Okay. Mm, suspicious. Uh, he did this with Dawn, uh, Buffy's sister, in the season eight comic book. Like, made her be gigantic uh, for magic reasons. And then when I watched the show, I was like, "That's weird. That's too specific." That he now has two things he wrote where there's a giant teenaged girl in them. I don't think it's controversial to say that there, Joss Whedon has never written a single word of anything that wasn't in some way his fetish. <laughs> I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> uh, what about the Avengers? There's only one woman in that. Uh, he wrote about his favorite comic book character thinking he's cool. Mm, true. <laughs> I think I think that the Avengers is probably his best movie. Yeah, probably. I've never, I've never seen the original. <laughs> I've never seen the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is that, that has nothing to do with him? Uh, he, oh, it he, doesn't. He wrote it, but then it went yeah. underwent rewrites, and uh, he was not involved after like selling okay. the script. I shouldn't say it has nothing to do with yeah. him. But if you watch it, uh, I really don't see his influence in that one. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, that was when he was a nobody, so he kind of had to cede a lot of control, I'm uh, sure. You know what? He is a credited writer on Toy Story, so that's probably his best movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. Although that also has Tim Allen in it, so can we just, just cancel that whole movie? Uh, <laughs> no! Uh, you know what? The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah, that is a very good movie. That's actually a good movie. Producer and writer on that film. Uh, who's it? Doug somebody, the director? I forget. Jones. Well, Drew Goddard, ah. uh, who also did that one where they're in a hotel, Doug- Chris Hemsworth is some kind of Charles Manson. Doug Jones is probably in Cabin in the Woods, right? There's so many monsters. One oh, of them probably, has to yeah. probably <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> they're training yeah. up somebody new, right? Because he's getting older. He can't be the only seven oh, yeah. foot tall mime. He's, he's only like tech. 45, though. He started when he was very young. <laughs> Well, he's not that young, because he uh, was definitely doing stuff in the 80s, yeah. early 90s. I don't think he was. His first big, big role was in Hocus Pocus. 61. There oh, okay. Um, he, uh, he's slowly being supplemented by Javier Botet, who played yes. the Slender oh, yeah, Man and him. the... The Jangly Man. Uh, yeah, and the 
cl- the weird circus ghosts in The Conjuring 2. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Are they all weird circus ghosts? That sounds about right for The Conjuring. <laughs> the Conjuring, the first one, it's like, alright, there's a haunted house and, like, a possessed little girl. It's all very straightforward. The second one was from, like, a much weirder case where they were like, you know what, there's, like, five ghosts in this house and none of them are thematically related. Is The Conjuring the series that starts with Patrick Wilson having been able to do, like, uh, astral projection as a kid? Uh, maybe. I know Vera Farmiga has psychic powers in it, and Patrick Wilson is the other guy. Is Patrick Wilson in (laughs) two movies about a kid who's who's haunted by a bunch of ghosts? Oh, yeah, I think he's also in Insidious. Oh, that's the one where he has astral projection powers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it's Do we like Patrick Wilson? I Does love he... him. Is he a good actor? He <laughs> has the most punchable face is yeah, the problem because got... I do think he's a good actor, but I I also want to punch him in his face. I don't really think he's a good actor, but you know, you could convince me. I don't have that much of an opinion, but I don't find him attractive. He's incredibly bland. The he's... problem the the biggest problem is his best role ever was in The A-Team, which is a good movie that I like, <laughs> and no one else has ever liked. Good. Um, good movie. All right. But he, uh, he, like, his normal acting fits so well with his character in that, that whenever he's in anything else, I'm like, oh, I, yeah, it's the guy from A-Team. <laughs> when he's wearing a wig and fighting the Phantom of the Opera in a cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have not seen that, but I'm sure, yeah. You should. <laughs> He's directing the fifth Insidious movie. Good for him. Good for you, Patrick Wilson, Ocean Master. He seems fine, though. Like, Ocean he's Master. not cancelled or anything, right? He didn't do anything bad. Uh, so. no. One of his first roles was Hard Candy, where he plays a pedophile that Elliot Page is trying to kill. Yeah, but that's a role he played. That's fine. As long as he's not actually a pedophile, I think that's fine. I want to circle back to why is he the Ocean Master? Jeff uh, said that. Because he plays that character in the movie Aquaman, and he's constantly swimming oh, around okay. in the ocean being like, I'm the Ocean Master! The very funny thing about it is that they could have not had him call himself the Ocean Master. <laughs> like that dumb <laughs> yeah. cart- comic book name from that was invented in the 60s, and instead they were like, we're leaning into it. Yeah, no, they made it his goal. He was like, if I kill the five kings of the ocean, I guess it's probably seven, because it's the seven seas, but he's one of the kings. You know seas and oceans are different things. Right, right? but like, Aquaman doesn't <laughs> know that. Like, yeah. he's the- He's got a fish brain. He's the king of the seven seas. Like, right? Uh, I don't know. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. Is he? Probably. I- uh, I mean, Atlantis is not in a sea. We have to point this out. Isn't it in the Mediterranean? Oh, we can't talk about where Atlantis is anymore. We it's keep in, doing this. It has to be in the Atlantic Ocean or nothing makes sense. <sighs> How does he get there so quickly from Canada? Maine. Norway? He lives in Maine. Yeah, I know, but in the... Oh, in, in Justice League. Uh, yeah, some kind of Scandinavian country where women write a theme song for him. Yes, but is that supposed to be actual Scandinavia or, like, Labrador or something? Oh, yeah. It might also be, like, DC Universe plausible deniability Scandinavian country. Yeah. Uh, If he unites all four kingdoms of the oceans, he becomes the Ocean Master. Well, four is just fucking nothing. None of the ocean things are four. (laughs) Well, uh, Pacific, Atlantic, Indian, Arctic? Uh... What are you listing? That's the four. Here? That's the four oceans, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's another one. I can't. I but think I there's couldn't more name than all the that, seven seas. That. I don't think. 
I'm going to look up all the oceans. <laughs> they all added a new one recently, right? Oceans. They did, yeah. Mm. Huh. Uh, Antarctic or something? Oh, yeah, four named ocean. oceans. Well, I'll be damned. Uh, all right. I mean, also, like, these underwater fish guys could just divide the sea up how they want. Yeah, I was going to say, why do they need to use our rules? <laughs> they don't. It's The Pacific is actually, the, all, all four of the uh, kingdoms border each other there. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you were the king of the Pacific and then the king of the Indian Ocean came to you, you'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> You're a landlocked. Mine is like 800 times your size. <laughs> You're the Luxembourg to my Germany. Get out yes. of here. <laughs> uh, imagine how angry he was when they announced that new ocean. He's like, fuck, I gotta go conquer a new guy now. <laughs> of course there's a new the ocean master. He just wakes up one morning like, I don't feel like the ocean master anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong. Wait, hold on. One more thing before we move on. Is there an ocean mistress? Wink. Mm. Oh, nice. Are you asking? <laughs> no, I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> uh, I don't actually know if Orm has a wife. I think he has. To, he tries to make Mera marry him for king reasons. Yeah. Mm, I feel like the ocean master really is Godzilla. Opinions? Ooh, interesting. Hmm. I mean, I feel like he kind of is... He he plays both sides, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he's, like, he's also he might have a like, wife and a husband. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he's his wife is King Kong, okay, and his husband is Mothra. What? Hold on, <laughs> we're we've confused the genders here a lot. Uh, I don't ascribe to the gender binary, Jeff. Okay, so the only the only uh, confirmed female kaiju we've decided is Godzilla's husband, Mothra. <laughs> yes. Mothra right. does lay eggs, right? Isn't that what those twins are singing about, that giant grub? <laughs> Listen. Like, I could remember that. <laughs> All I was trying to say is that I don't think that it's fair to Godzilla to say that he's just the king of the oceans, because he's also the king of the land. He's just the king of Earth. He's the king of the okay. monsters, specifically. <laughs> And we're all monsters, if you think about it. Mm, you're the right. real monster was man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, we accidentally stumbled upon the lesson of every Godzilla movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's interesting, right? Because if the lesson of those Godzilla movies is that the real monster is man, and Godzilla is the king of the monsters, mm. are the Godzilla movies saying that we should all supplicate ourselves to the... Uh, royalty of Godzilla. Yes, we have yeah. no choice also because it'll just destroy everything. I know someone makes that argument in, I think, Godzilla King of the Monsters. I think Ken Watanabe is like in court trying to argue against the outlawing of Godzilla or something crazy. Uh, and they're like, would you propose that we make Godzilla our pet? And he responds, no, we will be his. Yeah. Oh, that's just a fetish thing, Here's right? the problem, yeah. though. <laughs> Absolutely, he wants to be stepped on by Godzilla. <laughs> okay, now we're just starting to write a new Godzilla movie, but mm -hmm. Godzilla is named King of Earth, and everyone is willing to serve Godzilla, and then yeah. he does a uh, Alexander the Great and weeps on the the shore for there are no lands left for him to conquer. The shore to so, other planets? Meaning space. So... Yeah, yeah, so okay. he jumps in the air and then fires laser breath down to, f like, rocket into space he to go conquer Earth other process. planets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Earth, Earth is done. destroyed in the first 15 minutes of this movie. <laughs> I would like to say we have seen him fire his laser breath straight down, and it blasts a hole directly to the hollow Earth. 
Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying, Jeff. Listen to the words I'm saying. Godzilla is oh, king of the outer that. Earth. King Kong is king of the uh, hollow Earth inside. I have no goddamn idea if they can possibly continue the franchise from here. <laughs> so you, are you saying their marriage is only political? Oh yeah, for sure. It's to un- oh. unite the two kingdoms of Earth and to uh, keep, keep their thrones from being usurped by Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, that is true. That is what happens in that movie. <sighs> oh man, can you imagine if Godzilla and King Kong had kissed in that? How good that would have been. It would have been really, really funny. <sighs> would would you be so afraid that good. you would be so into it and be like, "Oh shit, now this no, is, this the is thing my thing"? Like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this better I, not awaken well, anything in me. Yeah, 100% there's a DeviantArt page uh, oh, devoted yeah. to this exact thing, though. Uh, I think for the next one they should fight Pacific Rim. Hmm. It's the same studio, Legendary Pictures, they could do it. When you say now, what, fight Pacific Rim, yeah. you mean the monsters who are our heroes should be fighting the mechs piloted by our heroes? Who's, uh, who do we want or to win? The, or the other kaijus that are coming out of the Pacific Rim. I thought uh, they fixed that in that movie, spoiler alert. Uh, well, there's a sequel to it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, what happens is, first there's a misunderstanding, and mm-hmm. uh, the crew of all the Jaegers fight Kong and Godzilla, but then they have to team up to fight the other like weird, gooey uh, Guillermo del Toro kaijus. Yeah. Okay. I don't see how this movie lasts more than 30 minutes. That's fine. As long as those 30 <laughs> minutes, yeah, minutes totally whoop ass. <laughs> I would really respect the boldness of a movie studio making like a 45 minute long movie. <laughs> Just be like, listen, it's extremely fast and extremely furious. <laughs> That would be uh, very good. I, I just learned about a, a superhero movie from China called China Captain, and Wik- <laughs> Wikipedia lists the runtime as 60 minutes, uh, and it is sort of like an Avengers knockoff where uh, the Monkey King and his pig friend and Bruce Lee and a couple other like historical Chinese figures face off against invading foreign superheroes. <laughs> Wait, did this star Bruce Lee, or is this... No, this is a movie from last year. Hmm. So it just has someone pretending to be Bruce Lee. Yeah, that's what acting is. (laughs) That seems strange, (laughs) It's always pretending to be Bruce Lee, no matter what the role is. Uh, Well, I mean, it's like, you didn't watch, uh, what's it called, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and be like, that guy's just pretending to be Bruce Lee. You could have stopped right after you didn't watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so is the lesson we're supposed to take away from China, Captain, that um, Captain America could have gotten a lot more done a lot more quickly if he'd had the backing of, like, the full-throated backing of a fascist government? <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. Are they fascist? I'm, I'm not comfortable calling any authoritarians fascists, uh, uh, but I will say that I... Uh, I'm not one of those weirdos who's like, if you say anything bad about China, you're anti-left. So I don't feel yeah. either way about it. I mean, there's certainly a dictatorship, which is a yes, su- for is, sure is very close to fascism. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a weird, subtle uh, distinction that I don't want to know how to make. Yep. Yeah, I was a lot more comfortable talking about Mothra than I was talking about the actual state of the Chinese government. Uh, But I want to see China Captain, especially because it's only an hour long. Okay, do it then, coward. I clicked the link on Wikipedia to official YouTube. It was taken down by Tencent Media. 
Oh no, if only Jeff you knew any way of getting illegal media. I've never heard you talk about doing contraband uh trading in in media properties. It's in Minecraft. It's weirdly so much harder now than it was like when I was a kid. Eh, Pirate Bay's still around. You got a that's VPN. True. Yeah, that's both of these are true. Just just torrent that shit on <sighs> Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, in Fortnite. <laughs> Uh, Matt, what'd you do this week? Uh, Okay, I have a backup in case the first thing I say is too boring, but... (laughs) You always have too many things. You're the reason I don't have anything. Yeah, stop stop doing so much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the main thing, the thing that is most exciting to me and maybe no one else is I got an angle grinder this week. Nice. Yes. What's the first Um, angle you grinded? 35 degrees? 78? uh, so, for anyone who is like Jeff and doesn't know what an angle grinder is, <laughs> uh, an angle grinder is a rotary tool that is at a 90 degree angle to the plane that you hold it on. So, unlike something like a uh, Dremel, where the axle in the middle of the rotary is like in line with your the handle, uh, it turns 90 degrees. So, if you've ever seen somebody like cutting through metal with like a disc rotating, that's probably an angle grinder. Uh, and I got one. Are you shooting uh, sparks everywhere? Important question. I am, yes. So Good, okay. I, I got it because uh, a few years ago, actually, Jen purchased a couple of very cheap uh, 1960s like uh, lawn chairs made out of aluminum. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason they were so cheap is because they were extremely covered in rust and old paint. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I will I will sand off that rust and old paint. And I was working on it for a long time, and it took forever. <laughs> uh, because I was trying to use a wire brush on my, uh, my cordless drill. Uh, but now that my wife works at a tool supply company, I can get very cheap power tools. So I got an angle grinder, I got some uh, paint removal discs... And fuck, it's awesome. <laughs> what brands really did we good. go for? What did, what did we get? DeWalt is always my preferred, uh, and so that is what I get. Uh, I know that everyone has their own favorites, but for me, uh, almost every power tool I've ever gotten that wasn't DeWalt eventually wore out. But I've had my same DeWalt drill for almost 20 years now, and it still works just fine. Pretty cool. Nice. Yep. <clears throat> so yeah, it's great. And uh it, I had to do a lot of research because there are so many different discs you can put in it, and they all do very, very, very different things, and I didn't want to be like, all right, I'm going to take this paint off and then just cut a big hole <laughs> in the middle of my uh, that my would chair. Be extreme, that would be extremely funny, though. <laughs> it would be very funny. And, uh, wait, Louise is sending me a text message? What? No, I'm not. Oh, okay, sorry. I I just now got a message from you from before we started recording that you were running late. Oh, weird. <clears throat> uh, anyway, I was trying to put you on blast for texting during the show, but I guess <laughs> I didn't do that. Uh, that would be the most risky maneuver I could do, to text one of my co-hosts <laughs> to say, hmm, this show isn't really moving along very well. <laughs> Speed it up. <laughs> I thought that's what you were doing. I feel like Jeff has done that to me before. <laughs> Just yeah, like, I... let's stop talking about this in the chat. <laughs> that seems reasonable. I think I, it seems like something I would do. I mean, listen, if we need to do that, I get it. We, sometimes we need to move on. Uh, anyway, so we don't have to talk about it too much, I guess. But uh, but yeah, Angle Grinder, it's awesome. Yeah, that does sound really cool. Does it do anything 
else, I guess. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I'm thinking of it compared to a Dremel, which does a lot of different things that use a rotating uh, spindle. Yeah, so it's mainly for cutting through things or sanding things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it's surprising how often sanding things is needed. And I have an orbital sander, uh, but it is really only for wood. So now I can sand fucking anything. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Uh, and the other thing I did is I watched Mank last night. Have you guys seen Mank? No, what do you think? I heard it was... I heard yeah. it was either okay or terrible from different people. Really? I thought it was pretty good, actually. I really enjoyed it. Hmm, okay. Uh, this is, yeah, right. This is David Fincher's dream project for some reason. Huh. Yeah, it's a very good. So it is a um, movie about the guy who who did the majority of the writing on Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mostly about how his relationship with the like Hollywood elite and eventually with William Randolph Hearst led to him making the decision to write this extremely risky screenplay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's good, though. I, I mean, I think Gary Oldman is maybe one of the greatest actors alive right now. We all agree on that? I think that I he's guess. good. Uh, I, I think he delivers that. bad performances, and yeah, he's a jerk. <laughs> like, sometimes he will deliver a bad performance. Hmm. Could you give an example? Uh, oh boy, no, because I generally avoid the movies uh, if it looks like he's going to do a bad job in them, like that one where he plays uh, uh, Churchill. Hmm. Don't know that one. Churchill, I don't remember that, but okay. Well, anyway, he's very good in this, uh, and it's mostly about how people with a lot of money and access to the media uh, shape politics to their own ends, even if it means lying to the populace constantly. So, like... It is extremely relevant right now, so that was good, I guess. Yeah. Is there a, is there a depiction of Orson Welles in the movie? Yes. There is, yes. I was going to say, here's my connection to it recently. I was watching an episode of Poirot, and uh, I didn't quite recognize where I knew the main actor of that episode from, and I looked him up and he is playing Orson Welles in Mank, and I'm like, oh, so I guess he's moving up in the world. He does a pretty good job. He plays Orson Welles as a very self-centered asshole, which seems in keeping with what he was like in life. <laughs> uh, they had to dub him over with Maurice LaMarche. <laughs> he does an okay job at the at the Orson Welles voice. He doesn't overplay it, which it would be very easy to do. Yeah. Especially if you're an English actor, which he is. Yep. Um, the whole movie is in black and white. Uh, and it is set in the golden age of Hollywood, and so if those kinds of things appeal to you, I think it's good. I think it's very worth watching. There is some interesting choices made in terms of, like, they do a lot of cinematography techniques from old movies in it. Interesting. Yeah, like, all the times that they're driving in cars, it is very obviously very bad rear-projected. Oh, I like no, that. that's cute. No, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And they do the thing like they do in very old movies where uh, when a scene ends, the lights go out before the scene cuts Ooh. to, like, mask the edit kind of thing. That's I'm fun. this movie. Yeah, so uh, the there are parts of the movie that I was like, hmm... Is this, like, trying to draw parallels between this guy who, by all me- by all uh, accounts, Account. seems, yep, seems to be, like, a, a 
a decent guy who tried to help people and was very anti-fascist and the and Citizen Kane, the character he created. Uh, but I think they skirt that line well enough. So, yeah, yeah I would recommend it. <clears throat> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's weird. It's, it's like, you don't see an old script like that picked up later. This movie was written in, like, the 90s by <laughs> David Fincher's dad. Yeah, I mean, I think it is... I, I genuinely think that part of it is that it is suddenly more relevant now than it was in the 90s, because people are more aware of the ways in which uh, media t- moguls are manipulating the news to manipulate gullible mm. voters. Mm. So it, it it becomes very obviously a parallel to the modern world very quickly. Oh, man, I really hate that uh, uh, when political... Um political satire from decades ago is has become more relevant. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I hate these woke uh, movie makers bringing politics into their <laughs> Citizen Kane movies. Yeah, why are we trying to... Oh no, my microphone I'm recording with just fell a little bit. Because of a way the cat jumped. Hold on. Is that Uh-oh. the cat making so much noise in the background? Nope, Someone's that was me moving noise. the microphone. I've stabilized it now. No, I mean, this whole time, there's like a clicking sound. Oh, yeah, he was chewing on something. I batted him out of the way. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, boy. All right, let me make a note of that. Uh, anyway, yes, I'm tired of everyone trying to <laughs> cancel Citizen Kane. <laughs> I just, I mean, like, I was going to say it's very humorous, the idea of somebody being like, Citizen Kane used to not be about politics, but now people are bringing politics into it. But that is the, it exactly as ridiculous as every argument of that type. Yeah, it's like- Oh yeah, comic books didn't used to be political. <laughs> uh, what about when Captain America punched Hitler on the cover of his- like, Thomas. solidly two years before the United States got involved in World War II. Like, yeah. straight up, it was, like, not even just reflective of a popular thing at the time. It was, like, not. It was just, like... Jeff, you're really taking us on a sound journey right now. <laughs> Sounds like you're walking around the room and, like, freeform talking. I'm sorry, <laughs> like I... Aaron Sorkin character. I'm moving slightly. Gideon is... Just going and chewing on different plastic things in the room. And I'm trying to throw stuff at him to get him to not do that anymore. Like, he doesn't even want pretzels. So why is he chewing on this pretzel bag? Uh, you're just gonna have to sacrifice all of your belongings to keep him occupied. Poorly. I threw a blanket over him. Uh, and oh, all of the other things. Uh, well, he'll at least be distracted by trying to get out of that blanket. <laughs> So now we're really just playing a game against the clock. Here. <laughs> yeah, we have to finish recording before he finds his way out of the blanket. <laughs> yep, that's the new season of 24. Louisa, what did you do this week? <laughs> uh, more, the, th- the trouble is, I do things, but they tend to be the things I've already talked about. <laughs> so mm-hmm. here I am. But I did the thing that's very terrifying for any artist, which is I need to scan this piece of artwork. Oh shit, is my scanner going to work? Because I haven't used it in like two years. Mm-hmm. And thank God it did, but it did the thing where it updates and it gets to like ninety nine percent of its uh, scanner updates for your computer. 
and it just hovers at 99% for like 15 minutes. (laughs) Is this what people mean when they say that the 1% is destroying America? Yes, absolutely. Living in that hell of, uh, (laughs) is it about to say done, or is it about to say error, and then I won't know what to do? And I'll make that little, like, sort of low, discordant orchestra hit sound that computers make when there's an error. (sighs) Yes. Speaking of that, I really hate that um, on Disney+, Plus. maybe it's just through Roku, I'm not sure, but the noise for it acknowledging you pressing the OK button and it's about to play something, and the noise for, no, there's an error, you can't press that, are exactly the same. That's very funny. It's like, bonk, but it does that when you're like, I, I want to play this movie now, bonk, and then it starts to play. Like, yeah. it, why it, did you make the error noise? Absolutely is a bonk, you got it exactly right. Error, <laughs> bonk is an error noise, and Roku doesn't understand that. Yeah, I think that is a Roku thing, because I, I have noticed that on the one smart TV that I own as well, that is Roku-enabled, that it, it makes those sounds, and you're just like, I'm... Am I about to... Is it about to work or about to shut down? There's no way of knowing. It bonked. Was it a good bonk or a bad bonk? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so this... Luckily, the scanner connected and it did scan the thing. But, oh my god, I hate... (sighs) Someone once said the hard thing about computers is that they will change themselves (laughs) while you're not using them. (laughs) Mm. And basically any other type of appliance or or, mm, uh, mechanical thing... Any type of technology that's not computers in your life, if you put it down for a while and come back to it, it works the same way it did. But computers just, like, change everything around on you when they feel like it. Here's the thing. The real thing is, in order for computers to be easy for you, you have to give a shit about them. Because what you just said is is only true if you don't turn off automatic updates. Like, you can turn all of that stuff off, but... You need to care enough to do that and know how to do it. And if you do, you probably shouldn't turn off automatic updates. But the thing is, like, I just want my scanner to scan an image and then send that to my computer. And it used to do that fine, but now it needs updates to do that again. And at some point, it's not going to do it anymore because that's just how that goes. And I hate it. Yeah, take it up with the hackers. There's so many goddamn... Like ones and zeros now involved in even the most basic computer operation, that I'm amazed that we can get a scanner to work once. Did you hear yeah. about that guy who accidentally hacked all of Windows 10? <laughs> the no. print spooler? No. no. Um, there's a new, there was like an emergency Windows update this past week uh, because some guy in China who just, like, was dicking around with the print spooler, uh, like, posted on GitHub. He was like, hey, I found this weird exploit where, like, I can use this backdoor to get into the print spooler of any computer on my network, even if they're, (laughs) like, security locked. So I was able to print this thing to this other person's computer. Isn't that a funny joke? And, like, everyone was like, hmm, that's weird. But Windows immediately realized that that meant you could do that to anyone on the internet as well. (laughs) And they were like, oh no. So they created a new virus called Print Nightmare, which is a great name for a virus. Uh, And they, like, suddenly released a patch in the middle of the night the other day. And I thought that was very funny that some guy was just like, I'm just playing at this and this is fun. Mm. He accidentally almost ruined all of Windows 10. Now that you give the details, I did hear about that because I heard heard that Windows uh, released a patch for Windows 7, which they no longer support. 
Yep. So they're like, this isn't, ha, huh, this isn't such a big deal. We just want to be safe and uh, release some patches. But the fact that they did that means that it was a huge deal or they yep. never would have bothered. Yep. It makes uh. me so mad because I could barely get a printer to print something from a computer <laughs> when I want it to. Yeah. Like when I know the, the passwords. When I know the IP address of both devices and the, the gateway's IP address and I still can't get it to go. You should try hacking into the print spooler on your own computer. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to use Print Nightmare uh, when, next time I'm back back at work to figure out how to print from my desk computer to the printer in the same room as me. <laughs> Jeff, oh, should we become hackers? I've thought about this for a while now. Yes. Mm, sure. Okay. On, on Minecraft. Uh, no, in real life, and then go to prison oh, okay. for it because it's illegal and immoral. <laughs> Should we be white hat hackers? Is that good? Isn't that just working with the police? I don't like that. Yeah, I don't want to be a cop. No, I don't want to help the police. I thought white hack, hat hackers could hack the police into like not being able to do their jobs. Like that song, Hack the Police. No, let's... Is that a thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, can you put that song at the end of the episode? Yeah. <laughs> can you write that song and record it and then put it at the end of the episode? Uh, let's do... We're gonna... Instead of... Okay, we're not going to be white hat hackers. We're going to be green hat hackers like Robin mm. Hood. We're going to steal from the rich and give to the poor Ooh, like Mr. I love we're going to be some Mr. Robots. Yes, I love this. Let's do that. This is great. All right, you first. Okay. <laughs> how to hack a bank. Yeah, go to WikiHow. Yeah. <laughs> Find out. Uh, uh, oh, we're buried in the weeds of computers, but Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, oh, I w have been playing a game called Griftlands that I oh, yes. got for free from the Epic Games Store and started playing on my Aya Neo, my little handheld computer. Um, and it is pretty cool. Uh, it's made by Clay, K-L-E-I, uh, who are known for making uh, these sort of like nicely illustrated uh, 2D animated games. Uh, such as Mark of the Ninja and uh, Don't Starve and Invisible Ink and uh, Shank. That's one of them. No, it's Mank. That's what we're Oh, yeah, about. sorry. They made the movie Mank. It's weirdly <laughs> their only movie. Uh, oh, I should have mentioned Mank was 2D and animated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when do we get a 2D animated biopic of someone? Is it going to be like, no, we already had a Disney biopic and it wasn't animated? Yeah, no, it has to be uh, once um, the the founder of Nintendo dies. That's going to be pixel art. Also, oh, Nintendo was founded in, like, 1850. He definitely died already. Well, whatever. Miyamoto, is that the one? Yeah, he's one of them. Yeah, there you go. Him. Uh, when he dies, someone make a pixel art biopic of him. I would watch it. <laughs> I swear to God, I've already played a biopic uh, educational game of, like, fucking Abraham Lincoln or somebody in school. In sounds computer about lab. right, yeah. <laughs> Not that it was a game, more just so you would click to find out more about Abraham Lincoln. It's a Abraham Lincoln visual novel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you make the right choices that he makes out with General Lee. Oh, God. Mary Todd Lincoln will remember that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the bad ending if you accidentally marry Mary Todd Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're saying the canonical ending is the bad ending? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're, man. In the, we're in the worst universe. <laughs> yeah, this is some Walking Dead shit. At the end, you have to choose whether to uh, shoot John Wilkes Booth or... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or get shot by Donald Wilson. Yeah, I guess. It's a quick time event, and you're, you don't know when the button press is because it's happening behind your head. Uh, yeah, the, the three possible outcomes are you get shot by John Wilkes Booth, you roll out of the way and shoot him instead, or you get eaten by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, you get eaten by the Tyrannosaurus Rex if you shoot John Wilkes Booth and then don't, uh, cleanse the timeline appropriately. And <laughs> yes. as time, as time collapses, a dinosaur will eat you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Griftlands. <laughs> yeah, tell me about Griftlands. Uh, so it is, uh, it's got visual novel elements to it, so that was a, a bit of kismet there that we brought that up, Ooh. or Matt did it on purpose. Um, yep. And it, the gameplay in between those parts is all uh, card battles, um, huh. and it's a, a rogue... Now I know why Matt likes it so much. Yeah. You probably already talked about it, but I forgot. I have talked about it. I love it. It's a very good deck-building game with also an RPG in it. Yeah. Um, it's got, like, a whole procedurally generated, uh, RPG mission world, story world that you go through, um, and, uh, you have a deck for negotiating and a deck for fighting. Uh, it's sort of, uh, if anyone in the audience has played Slay the Spire, it's like Slay the Spire, but with the added complications of RPG things such as, um, relationships with characters and stuff like that. Yeah, it took me a while to realize that the absolute coolest thing about the game is the relationships with the characters, because as you're going through the game, you can do missions for people, you can help out their friends and stuff like that, and it will cause them to like you. And if you can cause them to love you, it gives you a permanent boost to the card game. Yeah. Like, every character that you get to love you gives you a permanent boost. Uh, and I have... Uh, gotten, I think, three characters to love me, two of them just by giving them a hundred dollars. <laughs> Would that work on any of us? If Probably, you give yeah. someone a hundred dollars, you get their permanent uh, love upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will love you for a couple hours for a hundred dollars. A couple oh, wow, hours? Wow, this is Craigslist, Matt. <laughs> you can't advertise your services here. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> If anyone wants to send me $100, I promise that I will have love in my heart for you for up to two hours. Oh, wow. Okay. How can we know? Do you have, like, a certificate of authenticity? Uh, Are you know. an NFT? Ooh, yeah. Yes, is it I an am... NFT of your heart? Oh, man. Is is it possible for a person to be an NFT? Could I be the first human NFT? I mean, maybe. No one knows what an NFT is. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm certainly not fungible. <laughs> uh... Are you a token, though? I think so. You could be. Yeah. Anything could be a token. Yeah. If we squish them flat and make them round. <laughs> I mean, you there's other... Coin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bitcoin. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese tokens. <laughs> uh, could right, you well. be a CCT? <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. I'm saying that I will let you play skee-ball if you come to my house. Ooh, okay. Ew. <laughs> All right. <What>? Is it... <laughs> Did Jeff say ew? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get into this. Uh, yeah, Grifflands is really good. I think I recommended it before, but I still do. Yeah, I also mm. recommend it. Now it's got two out of three recommendations. Yeah, Louisa, you should try it. Uh, would I like it, though, is the question. I think you might, actually. I mean, I know you're not super into card game mechanics, but uh, the RPG stuff you'd like. Okay, maybe I will. Yeah, it's got... um the Like, the thing about any card video game is the the, like... 
the thing that they're going to do with it is put a lot of keywords on there, and if you just draft cards with the same keyword, you'll end up having like good combos that work together. Yeah, that's true. I've been playing Rogue Book, which is an extremely similar card deck building RPG game, uh, and each of the characters you can play as has one mechanic that they really rely on. And once you realize what the character's mechanic is, you can make obscenely powerful decks, and it's very fun. Yeah. Now the cat's climbing on me. Alright, so let's get into this wiki how. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so what we do on the show is we put a random word into the suggested articles page on WikiHow so that we can see what kinds of things people are asking how to do, and then we give our advice on how to do those things. Not on WikiHow, as the people requested, because fuck those people. Instead, they have to listen to this, our show. How will they find this show? Well, that, once we get a WikiHow page called How to Find Hack the Net, then we will answer that question. <laughs> No, yeah. we won't. We've left you all the clues, Mr. <laughs> <Yeah>. Listener. <laughs> you have to find us. Yeah, you could have the funniest that. part. The funniest part of this is that if we told people how to find this show in the show, it would be as useless as all the articles on WikiHow. Yes. Speaking of useless, that would tell us your, our word this oh. week. Uh, so the word this week is leave. Not like leaf, but leave well, as in go away. I mean, it is... It's like leaf. Uh, if you have a singular of plural leaves, you have <laughs> one leaf. You can't have a singular of a plural. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I only want to say all these are how to leave something. How to, that's what WikiHow is, how to leave blank. Yes, we'll deal with those. But what I want to say first is, the one near the bottom is, how to leave candy bars in boxes to keep them fresh. What are you asking? <laughs> yeah, hold on. <laughs> just what, don't. I think just, what they mean is how to rub it in my significant other's face that they need to leave the candy bars in the boxes to keep them fresh. Right? Does that keep them fresh? I mean, if they're still in the wrapper, how does leaving them in the box make it more fresh? Yeah, I think it probably doesn't, but I think somebody wants to prove a point to their significant other that it does. It's so. Or to their uh, teenager who's trying to raise Little League money. Uh, (laughs) They wouldn't care about if the candies are fresh or not. Yeah, that's true. You're not eating it. I think that this is asking, how do I stop eating all of my fundraiser candy bars? (laughs) What does that have to do with them being fresh, though? It's just an excuse. You need, like, a reason to figure out how to keep them in the box. I I ate so many hundred grand bars when I was trying to... Get money for my band trip. It's <laughs> a good bar to eat, though. <laughs> it is. Well, Mr. Good Bar is a good bar to eat. Please. No, it's mm. not. It's got no, peanut not. chunks in it. Tastes bad. It's fine. They're both good. <laughs> They're all good. You like all candy bars, Matt. Every candy bar is good. That's <laughs> Matt. That's Matt Heron's opinion. Mm. <laughs> what about the uh, Fruity Pebbles white chocolate candy bar I saw in the store the other day? I haven't tried it, but it's probably good. It I, sounds too I, sweet. I thought you were one of those anti-white chocolate people. I like those cookies and cream bars, and that's just Fruity Pebbles, but with chocolate, chocolatey pebbles. Oh, if only there was a now, word Matt's for those. Pro-white chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's a pro-white chocolate guy. I like all kinds of chocolate myself. I mean, you said that as if I'm, like, some kind of racial discriminator. <laughs> oh, no. But I just mean, you have sought out a white chocolate candy before, and I know a lot of people hate it, and I don't know why. I like white chocolate. I like milk chocolate. I can occasionally get into dark chocolate. I'm, I'm, I embrace all 
cultures. I think uh. I I think that people dislike white chocolate because it's a different like related product to chocolate but is not technically yeah. chocolate itself. I will say white chocolate can be quite waxy sometimes and I understand how that texture can put people off. I think that might be a, a big factor. Yeah, that's true. You know, a lot of people will say it's too sweet, but I think a lot of milk chocolate is too sweet also. It's Yeah. Yeah. Uh I like a a dark milk. I had the it's it's a rare type, but you can find it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did you get a shiny? <laughs> yeah, it was. I got a shiny Pikachu. It was like a little orange. Um, <laughs> no, I I it's like forty forty seven percent dark, but it's also still milk chocolate. Pretty good, <laughs> nice and creamy, and still bitter. It sounds pretty good. How to leave a WoW guild? Oh shoot! So uh, just suddenly, otherwise people are gonna get mad and yell things at you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can leave a guild once you're in it on WoW, because it doesn't really mean anything. Uh, anyway, I don't know why anyone ever joins a guild in any uh, MMORPG, because when I first played WoW, I joined a guild because I was like, ooh, maybe there's more of this game I could play if I had access to this. And all it was was 13-year-olds constantly messaging me saying, why aren't you on? <laughs> yeah. Were you 13 at the time, or...? No, I was like 15. No, wait, when did WoW come out? I was probably like 18 or 19, and I was just like, I've got things to do. Hmm. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, I think people join them because you do that thing where you're like, I'm going to get into this game, and I'm going to get so into this game that I'm going to join this guild so it holds me accountable to being into the game, because this is important to me. And then two weeks later, you're like, oh, shit, I don't even want to play the game anymore. I don't want to be held accountable. <laughs> I I think it's just, like, so that you can have friends to do raids with. Yeah, but I have friends in real life. I don't want to have friends in a game world. That seems like a lot of pressure. No, that's Unless must... they're already my friends in real life. Yeah, because yeah, plus, quote-unquote, friends in a video game, they are instantly going to get way better than you and then be pissed off that you aren't a higher level. Yeah, that's true. Right, but like, that's true about us, but it's not true about the other people who are getting better. So (laughs) there is an appeal for someone in this scenario, it's just none of us. Hmm, I suppose that's true. It's just so annoying to me that 13-year-olds are simultaneously the people who have so much time to play video games and get good at them. And so little awareness of the world that they don't understand why other people don't have that much time. Like, Mm. that's the perfect confluence of bad things to make a person unpleasant to interact with. Yeah. I can't conceive of a time when I had the both um, motivation and uh, free time to play even, like, a single-player JRPG. Let alone (laughs) something where you have to play it, like, several hours every day. I mean, I I like to play Final Fantasy XIV, but I like to play it on my terms, and literally anytime anyone talks to me at all, even if they're complimenting me, comp- complimenting me on it, I block them so that they can never speak to me again. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't want that. I don't want anyone to talk to me. I've gotten so many player commendations from raids, and I block the person as soon as they commend me. <laughs> I only play, you know, simple little uh, puzzle games on my phone, but I'll get a lot of requests for friendship, which I always deny. Yes. <laughs> and I know all that it would be is, like, you can send each other an extra life, but I don't want to do that. No, no. leave me alone. 
because then there's a pressure to do it. Yeah. One weird thing that happens on the phone game I play, Words with Friends, is um, a category of scam known as romance scams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've heard of this. Go on. Where, a, where, you, where every word you spell out is a dirty word. <laughs> yeah, you uh, only get the letters to spell out body parts that are sexual in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, why did right? I get earlobe? <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah? That's seven letters. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's they will. Um, someone will start a game with you and then message you, and they'll like make small talk and then be like, "Hey, do you want to?" Um, talk on Google Hangouts. Do you want to kiss my butt? <laughs> you want to lick my wet butt? Yeah, they'll be like, hey, can you lick this wet butt? It's gonna... I, I First, I need you to give me $500 to get my butt out of jail. Yeah. Uh, and then you can lick it all you want, and I'll give you $5,000 in return. Uh, no, it, it's just like, they'll, they'll try to get your email address so that they can talk to you on Hangouts or email back and forth. Um, and then they will, like, very quickly, and it, I guess it must work on, um, like, the... Ex- lonely idiots? I, I was gonna say the very lonely, but I'm very lonely, but I'm not nearly that stupid. Ah, yeah, you have to be lonely and an idiot. Yeah, it, like, That's after the a day, they'll be like, oh, can you fly me out to where you live? Like, yeah, no. Like, <laughs> I've never... I don't I, know how to fly a plane. <laughs> you're a, you're a stranger. Yeah. Why would I do that? Like we've never always spoken. Feel, yeah. Whenever I am, whenever someone is obviously trying to scam me, I have this desire to try to pretend like I'm trying to scam them back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I'd be like, uh, yeah, I can definitely fly you out here. I can send you the money, but I need you to send me some money so I have your bank account number first. <laughs> You scan them for five cents and then just never talk to them again. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, you... man. I mean, now we're getting into that green hat territory we were talking about earlier. Yeah, mm, exactly. You're like, okay, so here's the bank account I'm sending it to, uh, but it told me I needed a code that got sent to your phone first. Could you? Yeah, could you give me your <sighs> IP address of your phone? <laughs> give me the code that got texted to your phone and then you log in and steal all their money. Yep. Pretty good. Um, Hold on. Green Hat, are we are we taking down scammers who are definitely not rich or they wouldn't be putting effort into scamming? Um, yes, I think that's part of it. Unless they're okay. scamming rich people. If they're trying to scam me, a poor person, then I am then they are not good and they need to be scammed back. Mm, but who scams the scammers, am I right? Ooh. We do. The Green Hat, Do- we just said. Dr. Manhattan. Oh, okay. <laughs> How Why? To- <laughs> uh, because... Uh, who watches the Watchmen? I thought he was tired of Earth and the petty Earth things, and he was yeah. going to live on the moon, and I'll he wasn't going to look down on the moon, whisper scams. no. <laughs> uh, man, there's a lot of people in that story God who God damn it, like, let me move be... on from this dumb shit! <laughs> Go ahead. How to leave the rat race... Uh, okay, uh, you so get you have Cuba to go to 2001, <laughs> go to a movie theater, <laughs> and as soon as Rowan Atkinson appears on screen, you get up and go... <laughs> Ugh, the movie true. Rat Race, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Um, that was one of the three movies around the turn of the century that included yes. the song yes. uh, All Star. And in fact... We talked about this two weeks ago, Jeff! <laughs> ends at a Smash Mouth concert. <laughs> yes! Oh, that's great. 
I like I like that it's the only one that has an in-universe version of All-Star. Yeah. Mm, All the, Mystery Men got the music video, so I don't know. I guess just because mm, they true. got there first. Yeah. Yeah. How did Shrek be the one that we most associate with it, considering these other two great bona fides? Uh, I think because it opens <laughs> with the song. Like, he flushes <laughs> a toilet and the All-Star by Smash Mouth starts playing. Wait. Why does he even have wait, a toilet? Wait, wait, wait. Does that not... Does that not happen every time you flush the toilet? <laughs> oh no, Matt, that was a prank I did. Have you been like, oh, have no, you been I need enjoying to get my that? Toilet fixed. <laughs> this is the only way Matt can use the bathroom now. Yeah, suddenly, <laughs> I did. I did that to own you. I didn't. Oh. I didn't think you'd like it. Yeah, it really helps getting things moving. If you know what I mean. Gross. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> How to leave comments on a blogger blog? I like that. <laughs> blogger blog. Blogger blog is a great. <laughs> Thing. Snoop Blogger Blog, my yep. early nineties rap name. Wow, we're really bringing some weird Al energy today. With that <laughs> and the... Oh God, uh, I had to leave comments. Just be polite and upbeat and say something. <laughs> like, what else do you need? Yeah, do you mean mechanically? How do you do it? Because if there's not a box that says comments, you probably can't. Yeah, which is smart on the bloggers' part. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how to leave feedback on the answer bag feedback forum. So I didn't know what answer bag was. It it seems like if you were making a movie and you needed something, uh, that was Yahoo answers, but fake for your movie, you'd be like answerbag.com. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it's real. It's just, I went to answerbag.com and, uh, it's just like a list of questions and you can answer them. Hmm. So it's wiki how. Yeah, are you saying we should switch the format of our show to be on answer bag? <laughs> uh, no, there's a lot of ads on this one. Um, yeah, it just seems to be like a forum where people ask questions and other people can answer them. Sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. it's like like just a it's a sa- it's the same as like an early 2000s message board, but without any focus or topics. Cool. <laughs> Uh, how, do, how do we got to get into this? And I don't want it to be the last thing we talk about. So I need to say how to leave a seductive voicemail. <laughs> um, plan out what you want to say ahead of time. Yes, that's a <laughs> good point. Start fumbling around and forget what you're going to say. Yeah, that's not seductive. <laughs> you have to get real start close with, to the I mic. Was just think, I was just thinking ASMR. of you, and mm. that's a good start. Yeah. Start with what are you wearing, and then go, oh, wait, you can't answer, it's a voicemail. <laughs> Start with Here's describing what I'm wearing, what... let yeah. me describe it in a thousand words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, but a picture is worth a thousand words, so you could just send a nude photograph. You can't send a no. picture to a voicemail, Jeff, that's a different thing. This is about voicemails. What about visual voicemail? No! Just, <laughs> just read the entire novel, uh, The Sun Also Rises. That's is gonna that be too long, that's gonna... Be too long on your voicemail. Well, then they need to get a bigger voicemail. You can't... Oh, rewrite the Gettysburg Address, but with sexy things in it instead. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I want to... Talk about President Lincoln making out with Robert E. Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, describe that in detail. It'll be very seductive. We can keep uh, four score. The score is pretty good. Um, oh, yeah, scores. How about six score and ninety years ago? <laughs> Sixty score and so, nine years ago. Sixty-nine. That's there it so is. long ago. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but we need to make it a sixty-nine joke. We need to. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. That's a hundred and twenty. No, two hundred and ten years ago. Yeah, uh, two hundred and nineteen with the oh, okay, nine. Yes. Yes. 
Man, it's shockingly hard to just find... Here we are, full text. It is not a long speech. It is three paragraphs. I know. That's why I said it was good for a voicemail. Perfect. A sexy voicemail. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All of the... I mean, if you think about it, that was Lincoln's sexy voicemail to America. Mm. I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's weird Al up the Gettysburg Address. Can we not? I feel like that's not going to be funny at all. Yeah, no, it won't be. Yeah, no. forged in liberty, etc. This is not good yep. fodder, really. Shall perish from the earth, if you know what Oops. I mean. We're gonna oh, yeah, le petit more. Yeah, <laughs> right? Change, exactly. change consecrate yeah. to consummate. Put, put a lot of very old French references to orgasms in your seductive <laughs> voicemail. That'll really get you there. Uh, on a sort of related note, but this one's very upsetting to me. There's one right in the middle here. <clears throat> How to leave romantic notes for your coworker? No, fucking oh, no. don't. Never do that. Do no, not no, ever no. do that. Uh, unless you are Never. already having uh, some kind of secret love affair with your coworker, you shouldn't do that. Here's the thing, though. If you are, if you have established uh, organically and mutually that you are having a relationship, organically. Shut up. <laughs> you don't get to describe them as your coworker to WikiHow anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Here's the way that you leave romantic notes for your coworker. In the home that you live in together because you're married, <laughs> mm-hmm. leave a note on the fridge. Yo, no, it's part of it's part of the thing that no one at work can know they're dating. But they mm. do also need to risk getting caught a little oh, bit. These sick fucks, they love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, then leave them a note across their desk, right? It's on a long, thin piece of paper, which you have set fire to at one end. So they need to read it, and then it will be destroyed, so no and one And the note should say, I hope no one catches us fucking in the break room later. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and you have to and address the person you, by you name. wink, because you do hope that somebody does catch you, because <laughs> you're a sick bastard. No, you want them to almost catch you. If they catch you, then the magic is over. Yeah, exactly. You want people to think, hmm, is there something going on there? Maybe not. I don't know. Do you think there's like a uh, sex dungeon somewhere that would do that? It would be like an office setup and it would be like other coworkers almost catching you having sex. <laughs> if <laughs> They'd not, just be Lisa, outside there's like... a real niche in the market. You can make this happen. <laughs> I guarantee you there's plenty of people whose fetish is almost catching someone having sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, you're in a conference room and there's a guy in the hallway in a shirt and tie and he's got a coffee mug. He's like, I might go into this conference room. Oh, wait, I have to go to a meeting? Okay, I should be back here in five minutes, though. Then I'll probably go right in. Louisa, Uh. I love this as a business plan for you, and I'll tell you why. Because if someone was like, are you a sex worker? You could be like, hmm. (laughs) The most suspicious way to answer that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm an office worker for sexual reasons. (laughs) That's good, because no one will want to ask any (laughs) follow-up. Uh, yes. uh, this is a very interesting one, almost like spiritual? How to leave winter behind in the Florida Keys. Yeah, is this a lyric to a Beach Boys song? <laughs> a Jimmy Buffett like song? It. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? It's too lyrical for, to be Jimmy Buffett lyrics. <laughs> oh, I see. I thought you said a Muppet song. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the Muppets did cover Kokomo. That's true. Jiffy Muppets. That's the Muppet version of Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Yiffy, Jiffy, wait, we're just Jiffy switching Muppets? the F and the M. Mm, okay. Oh, I, see. I like Jib- it. Oh, Jibby. No, there's no way to switch the letters. Jimmy Muppet. We're gonna go with. <laughs> okay. 
I thought you said Yiffy Muppets, which is like oh no, I don't like that. Furry. Yeah, no, you shouldn't do that. Uh, Muppets don't. None of them have genitals except Gonzo. <laughs> but you'll never guess where. He's also the only one that wears clothes. You will guess where, right on his face. Uh, <laughs> but he wears clothes. Scooter though. wears clothes. Scooter wears clothes. Yeah, wears clothes. Of, many of them wear clothes, but many of them clothes. don't. Okay, yeah. There's. What are the Muppets who don't wear clothes? Kermit, Fozzie. Sweetums? No, he does wear clothes. Never mind. Um, does Fozzie count? Because he wears a scarf he, and a hat. He wears a scarf. That is like. If you saw a man wearing a scarf and yeah, a hat on the like, street, you naked. wouldn't be like, yep, he was wearing clothes. Oh, you know what? I forgot. The, the Muppet Wiki is extremely detailed to the point yeah. where I looked up Muppets who wear clothes and got the page Naked Muppets. That has a <laughs> list of all of the instances of times Muppets have been seen without clothes on. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, every time Kermit the Frog has ever appeared, he has been naked. Uh, he, so. His collar is actually clothes. Uh Bullshit! Yes, it's not enough clothes. Yeah it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not enough clothes. But it is like he he does feel embarrassed if he's wearing if he's not wearing it. Are his genitals under there? Yep. <laughs> is that where he keeps his genitals? Yeah, like when frogs inflate their neck for mates. That's uh Ooh. for frogs. It's like a that's the thing that you don't want to show. It's like boobs. That's like uh, Kermit the Frog's boobs. It's Kermit's boobs. He has to keep them <laughs> under that collar. Oh God! I never I thought this. I'd say the phrase Kermit the Frog's boobs again. <laughs> again. Man. Some of these are very sad, like how to leave Islam or how to leave your parents' toxic church without damaging your reputation. That's got to be the hardest thing in life to do, to li- leave a very religious family, huh? Yes, I agree. Although when I read Toxic Church, my first thought was the poison-themed gyms in Pokemon. <laughs> oh, it would be really awesome if one of them was a church-themed. Yeah. The Toxic Church. The pain church, right? <laughs> no, that's that's fighting type for sure. Oh yes, true. Um, one of the listed naked Muppets here is Jen from the Dark Crystal when she's bathing in that river. Oh God, somebody, somebody Jen's had the a boy. sexual. Uh, when he's bathing in that river, I don't know. Yes. I don't remember that movie. It sucks. Only the girl. Somebody had a sexual awakening to that scene for sure. <laughs> yeah, only and we've the established gelflings have wings. That's how you know. All oh, right, there's only like one gelfling though, and it's Jen. There's two. There's, there's two explicitly two. <laughs> Adam and, and she Eve. Says only the girls have yes. wings. Uh, <clears throat> how to leave a good phone message is just how to leave a seductive voicemail <laughs> again. Really? Yeah, you need to do it where the person doesn't know they're being seduced, but they're like, wow, that was an awesome voicemail. If you can leave a voicemail where when the person's done listening to it, they're like, okay, well, I got all the information I needed. And for some reason, I'm hornier now. Yeah. Like, you've you've completely threaded the needle. So we've got a very high charisma score. This is like Inception flirting? I think that's the only kind of flirting there is. If you're not Inception flirting, you're just harassing. <laughs> well, no, if the person likes it, it's not harassment. Well, the only way to get them to start liking it is with Inception. <laughs> that doesn't seem true. <laughs> it is true, because you're skirting the line between pure politeness and slightly something more when you're finding out if they're interested in something more. Right. Mm, no, you just never take that risk. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, as the most married person on this <laughs> call, I'm going to say you need to inception this person. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, though, Matt, you met your wife doing something that is already, like, kind of 
intimate and a little romantic. You're yeah, pretending exactly. to be office workers in a sex dungeon where <laughs> mm-hmm. other people were having sex. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. like that, it's like that Love Actually storyline with the people who <laughs> use body doubles for sex for porn actors. You start, yeah, you st- both started oh, working God. as extras in this porn roleplay dungeon, and then you ended up having a secret affair mm-hmm. at that oh my job. God, the, the sweetest fruit. <laughs> While the other, while the people who are paying to be almost interrupted having sex are having sex, you go off and you're like having a torrid affair in another room when you're exactly. supposed to be interrupting them having sex. Yeah, I love uh, it. It's um, the most dangerous game. Yeah, how to leave no trace when backpacking. Mm. Um, Take away all your trash, dummy. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch the movie. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No trace. Oh, shit. You have to walk back through your footprints. Have you guys seen Gattaca? No. No. Okay. I've seen There's the movie a... Leave No Trace, though. <laughs> In Gattaca, every day he has to scrub his skin raw so that he doesn't leave any skin cells that could be used to DNA trace him. Mm. This is Gross. what I'm saying. You need to shave your body completely smooth before you go on this trail in case... Okay, that's a good point. Second point, I guess you're going to have to bring a bunch of bottles to carry out all your waste. And your sweat. This is what I'm saying. It, you can't even leave a smell. Here's what you do. You go live in a giant public park, like a national park, like something out in the Midwest or California or something. Um like maybe Oregon or Washington State, you're an Iraq War veteran with severe PTSD, and your 13-year-old daughter has never known a normal life at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why is this such a Sylvester Stallone-heavy episode? No, this is the movie Leave No Trace. He's not in that. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were talking about um, Rambo 4 or whatever. I thought you were talking about one of the Wolverine movies. (laughs) (laughs) This this is too many movies. Wasn't Eric Bana in one of these movies, too? (laughs) No, he's the Hulk. You're thinking of the Hulk. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, this he leaves <laughs> lots of traces. That's the thing. The main thing about the Hulk is that he leaves a trace. <laughs> yeah, he leaves such a trace that later Luke Cage can't stop talking about that time the Hulk was in his neighborhood <laughs> and left a trace there and nothing else. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so I think. Oh, did you have another one you want to do, Jeff? Nah, I just want to keep talking about Leave No Trace. It's a pretty good movie, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ben Foster, <laughs> oh Thomas God. and Mackenzie. This can't become just happen? recounting the plots of bad action movies. <laughs> it's not an action movie, it's a drama. Mm. Um, I don't like this one. How to leave the dock when sailing. If you're asking WikiHow how to do that, you're not a sailor. Get out yeah, of here. That's true. You have to untie I mean, the boat. I- you gotta start somewhere, Louisa. You need to apprentice under a captain. You can't just go out on your own boat with nothing. I mean, you Ask could. Ask WikiHow along the way. How do I leave the dock? Okay, now I'm off the dock. How do I follow the currents? <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. You want to make sure you have good cell phone coverage if you're planning on doing <laughs> other things after leaving the dock. You know what? Just print out all of WikiHow before you go. Because mm-hmm. what if when you're out there, you realize you need to leave a seductive voice <laughs> Hey, Coast Guard. I'm lost out here. <laughs> I Okay, I know exactly where they are. I got their coordinates, and I'm hornier for some reason. <laughs> we have to find them immediately! Oh, I don't remember these pants being this tight, but I, I guess we know where they are. Um, I There's two here that I think are the same, but I'm not sure what the second one means. So okay, I don't know. I think that's the, the one that I was going to wrap up on. Are we ready to wrap up? Well... Uh, 
do we want to wrap up on the weird one or the one that we know how? I think we could talk about both at the same time. Okay. Uh, so leave a snack for the Easter Bunny and leave offerings for the fairies on Letha. Oh, no, that's a video game thing. I thought you were talking about leave cookies for Santa and leave a snack for the Easter Bunny. Oh, okay. Do we know that video game? I don't. I don't, but I'm sure it's a video no, game. No, it's, uh, it's a Midsummer Festival. Oh, okay. Well, then it is, it is related. Oh, yeah, yeah Letha is a, is a Midsummer Festival in Germany. All- when did people start having to leave snacks for the Easter Bunny? Because that was always a Santa thing when I was a kid. What are you leaving them, like, carrots? This isn't Probably. a reciprocal thing. The Easter Bunny brings me shit. I don't give him anything. No, yeah, he even brings you a basket. Santa doesn't do that. Santa insists yeah. that you hang up your stocking. The Easter Bunny lays the egg that contains Jesus before he rises to heaven. Okay. That doesn't relate at all to me getting chocolate, though. Yeah, no, the chocolate's <laughs> just from your parents. The Easter well, Bunny is there. He doesn't interact with you. Well, then why do I need to leave him a snack? Uh, So that he doesn't... Uh, punish you and kill your firstborn child. <laughs> You're thinking of Rumpelstiltskin again. <laughs> you have to put lamb's blood over your door lintel for the Easter. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. If the Easter Bunny um, finds out you haven't been keeping the Sabbath, he uh, burns your house down. <laughs> <laughs> the offerings for all these magical creatures are things that are valued food-wise, which means a lot of fat and a lot of sugar. There you go. I mean. Surely, if people are leaving snacks for the Easter Bunny, it's a carrot, though. They that's probably got, are, yeah. I'm getting, I guess there's some sugar in carrots. What about, like, a, a carrot cake? Because that's sweets and carrots. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. You could yeah. leave carrot cake for all three of these, I bet. Ooh, yeah. Okay, can we come up with something that works for all three? Uh, I mm. don't know that the fairies would like carrot cake. Do you know anything about these fairies? Uh, if I know, hey. based on the movie Midsummer, these fairies are high on shrooms and are going to kill all your friends. <laughs> Okay, so you need to put psychedelic mushrooms in this carrot cake. For sure. And Florence Pugh needs to be frowning her little face off. Oh, and man, she that's says, gonna go fuck get Santa. him, Rock! That's, that's gonna fuck Fr- Santa Florence right up, like... though. These psychedelic <laughs> mushroom cupcakes are gonna fuck Santa right up. <laughs> no, Santa's, uh, he's, he's a big boy. I think that if you're... Oh, he's got a high tolerance because he shrooms <laughs> exactly. 364 days a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, elves... Uh, of his type are related to fairies, right? They're pretty much the same type of magical being. Is that? I'm gonna say yes. Fairies okay, are yeah, little I'll... and Santa's human size. That's the main difference. I'll grant you your premise. Uh, so I'm thinking that if you're set- making these doses for fairies, that's gonna be nothing to Santa. He's just gonna, like, maybe see slightly brighter reds uh, on his And he's journey. always microdosing. That's what's in that pipe. Uh-huh. Yeah. He smokes crack cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) He he microdoses crack cocaine. It is fancy lifestyle. No, you can't. That's a pretty funny joke, though. The idea that you would microdose a like very addictive, very hard drug. Yep. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Uh, If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, and if you want to talk to us, you can message us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can find us on Mastodon to join our Discord. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. All of my information is on WeaponizedLanguage.com, so you can find it there. All right, and you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, gang, thanks for listening. Please come back next week. In the meantime, we are your net nannies. Keep your pockets on track.
Eat your donuts.